With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, guys, this is EJ Holland with Wolverine.com coming to you live with another live show from our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, it is completely free. Let's get this video to 500 likes like the little comment bubble says. Um, we're putting up a ton of video content. We're really gearing a lot of our content over towards YouTube. We want to bring you guys podcasts in video form um, and a lot of great features here on this YouTube channel. And it's completely free, so you can sign up for that now. Uh, you can also sign up for the Wolverine.com. $1 gets you an entire year of premium access for all your recruiting intel, team coverage, basketball coverage. Basketball is right around the season as well. So, um, you know, everything you need uh, in regards to Michigan athletics is over at the Wolverine. Dot com last housekeeping item um i will be doing a half hour show as opposed to the usual average of an hour uh a lot going on this week we still have a print magazine at the wolverine so it's magazine week and i'm set to travel uh tomorrow so it should be a lot of fun thank you guys for joining up what's up aj everybody else in the uh in the chat make sure to get your questions in i'm going to hit on a couple of topics that we have kind of set up in our show rundown. But like I said, guys, feel free to hop in. I'm here to answer your questions. You guys don't need to hear me uh, ramble for the entire 30 minutes. Uh, Definitely drop your comment in the chat box and I will get to them. Love interacting with you guys. That's why we do this show. Uh, So we already have uh, our first question. So before we dive into the topics we have set let's go ahead and answer haven harris's question uh ej can you rank the offensive line recruits in likelihood of commitment so that's a great question man a lot going on with offensive line recruiting obviously first um you know the first part of the recruiting cycle it didn't look like michigan was going to have much success up front they missed on quite a bit of targets but Jerome Moore really turning it around as of late. Obviously, Michigan has two commits along the offensive line. Evan Link, who I think is the best commit in the entire class. And then Amir Herring, who's arguably the safest interior offensive line take 
across the country. So you have two really good ones right now looking to add two to three more. So to answer your question, who are the guys that are likely to commit up front? Well, a lot of guys coming in for fall official visits, including Nathan Afobi, top 100 prospect out of Georgia. Just spent some time with him in the Atlanta area. I flew out there this past week, had a great sit down with him. I think that he would be at the top of the board uh, right now as far as likelihood of committing. He would be great to pair with Amir Herring. He's more of an interior offensive lineman, uh, right at about six foot four, 287 pounds. Uh, he's a guy that the services kind of disagree on a, a little bit. He's rated top 100 by on three, but he's actually a three star on most of the other services. So definitely an interesting recruit, but a guy that Sharon Moore really values, like I said, would be good to pair with Herring. Herring being a uh, high floor guy. A phobie being more of a high ceiling guy. He is planning to come in um, September 24th for the game against Maryland. And the reason I say planning as opposed to he's definitely coming in uh, is that he's trying to set up his visit for multiple days, which is big for Michigan and not just the weekend. So he actually has fall break right after the uh, Maryland game, which means he's off for school. His team also has a bye week. So he wants to spend more than just the normal you know, two-day official visit. He wants to get basically an entire weekend in Ann Arbor. And I think um, if everything goes well there, Michigan can definitely close with him. So I would say he's at the top of the uh, of the board in terms of likelihood to commit. I mean, most of the other guys are in the same area. It really depends on how these official visits go. Obviously, Caleb Lemieux uh, is coming in for an OV. He was just on campus for the barbecue at the big house. Uh, top 100 tackle out of Arizona, uh, but you've seen Oregon and USC get more and more involved. So that one will be interesting. Spencer Fano, Michigan remains a dark horse uh, for him on uh, on 300 offensive tackle out of Utah. Uh, he's a guy that visited in the offseason and is coming back. Uh, important note with Fano does not look like he's going to go on a two year mission right out of high school. So he's a class of 2023 guy. So a big target for Sharon Moore. Then you have DJ Chester on 300 interior offensive lineman out of Georgia coming in for the game against Michigan State. Michigan firmly in that top five, I would say. And then you have uh, Nick uh, Fadig out of uh, Texas, who's currently committed to Texas Tech. I think Michigan's in a pretty decent spot to flip him. And then you have some others that the Wolverines are monitoring as well. But I think the most likely offensive line commit right now is probably uh, Nathan phobie let's go ahead and go over to stephen brown he says what's up ej your thoughts on if michigan can flip charles jaguson and michigan is moving closer to hearing anything with harbor also is more having a change of heart about oregon and should you then pursue so a lot of questions within within this comment bubble let's go one by one my thoughts on if michigan can flip charles jaguson five-star notre dame offensive tackle commit obviously Notre Dame is struggling on the field, 0-3 uh, in the Marcus Freeman era, 0-2 to start off the year. Uh, yeah, I think Jagusaw is a, a potential option for sure. You know, Michigan finished second in that recruitment, probably a distant second. But, I mean, look, Notre Dame struggling on the field. Michigan can offer the best of both worlds in terms of academics and on the field, which is a reason he Pick Notre Dame, you really like the academic part as well, but Michigan, obviously, uh, a tremendous school. Uh, and 
you know, the part that Notre Dame's not offering is on-field production. Michigan off to a hot start, uh, as expected, with a soft non-conference schedule, coming off a college football playoff appearance, coming off the Joe Moore Award for best offensive line in the country. So I think, you know, Jagusaw is a kid that kind of fits that uh, Notre Dame mold a little bit, but these kids also want to win championships. You're, you're not going to win a championship at Notre Dame anytime in the near future. First of all, they're independent, so they can't even win a conference championship. And secondly, you know, they, they look like a dumpster fire, so they're not going to be anywhere competing for a college football playoff spot this year. I think Michigan can win the Big Ten again. I think Michigan can be right in the thick of things in the college football playoffs. So that's something that these recruits are going to be monitoring this season. I think Jagusaw is going to look at Michigan uh, a little more closely here in the fall. So I wouldn't be surprised if something happens there. Um, is Michigan moving closer to hearing anything with uh, Harbor? So talking about five-star athlete Nicholas Harbor, who's a hot topic of discussion anytime we do these. Uh, look, I'll just answer this one briefly. Uh, I think we'll know a lot more about Nicholas Arbor after he makes his official visit for the game against Maryland. Um, Michigan's still in that top group, along with South Carolina, LSU, Maryland, and a few others. Uh, is Dante Moore having a change of heart about Oregon, and should U of M pursue? So five-star Detroit King quarterback Dante Moore took notice of the J.J. McCarthy show over the weekend, tweeting about it, and then quickly deleting it. Um, I wouldn't say Dante's having a change of heart right now. I don't think there's too much there. Maybe later in the cycle, you never know. But as things stand right now, look, Michigan is all in on Jaden Davis. They had Jaden Davis on campus uh, over the weekend. That is their guy. That's who they're pursuing in 2024. But, you know, Michigan has had a longstanding relationship with Dante. Obviously, Harbaugh offered him as a seventh grader. He's been to campus a bazillion times. Maybe later in the cycle, it's recruiting. You know, I wouldn't rule it out. Oregon obviously got sandblasted by Georgia in the opener. They're currently not in the realignment race. Uh, you know, the offense um, hasn't really looked too impressive. Uh, and, you know, they have a new coaching staff. So it'll be interesting to see how things kind of uh, play out there. And look, I think you keep Dante warm if he reaches out you reach back out but uh, right now again I don't want to make too much of it just because the focus is so much on Jaden Davis uh, let's go ahead and go to Antoine Johnson he says will the Notre Dame troubles help Michigan in recruiting I know Michigan lost a few to Notre Dame um, yeah I think Notre Dame struggles will definitely have an impact on their recruiting class which I believe as of last week was ranked number four nationally at one point in the summer they were ranked number one nationally uh, but you're already seeing kids starting to take other visits I think they're in, in true danger of losing five-star defensive back Peyton Bowen uh, who looked at making an official to Michigan this summer but I think he's likely to stay south probably Oklahoma or Texas A&M and then you know obviously they recently lost Keon Keeley five-star edge um, they had Jaden Greathouse their uh, four-star receiver make a visit to Texas uh, Jaden Osbury, top 100 linebackers, now making a visit to Auburn. So, yeah, I think these kids are are, are going to look around for sure. Um, you know, we already talked about Charles Jagusa. I think he's a, a legitimate option. And I just mentioned uh, Jaden Osbury. So Osbury, uh, top 100 linebacker out of Louisiana. As you guys know, Michigan flipped Morion Walker from Notre Dame last cycle out of Louisiana. Um 
Ron Bellamy, Michigan's wide receivers coach and Louisiana area recruiter, uh, has a long history of, of recruiting Louisiana, obviously, with his uh, ties there, being a Louisiana native. He was the guy responsible for flipping uh, Walker from Notre Dame. He's been very, very involved in the Jaden Osbury recruitment. There was a point this offseason where those around Ann Arbor felt like Michigan had the lead in this recruitment. Obviously, he picked Notre Dame, but I think Osbury, out of all the Notre Dame commits, uh, could be the most likely for for Michigan. And remember, Michigan still needs another linebacker this cycle. They landed Samaj Bridgman on 300 prospect out of Philly, and there aren't really many other targets on the board. So Osbury would be one hell of a flip. Um, I do, again, think that Notre Dame is going to continue to struggle on the field, and that should lead to more of these recruitments uh, becoming open. I, I really do think Michigan can take advantage. Uh, again, they were able to flip a Morion Walker last cycle. I think they'll uh, be in the mix for maybe a couple here this cycle. Um, let's go ahead and uh, go over to G-Spin. Um, what was the uh, Jaden Davis and his parents' reaction to the Kate booing? Someone sent stuff to a group chat I'm in uh, from an article from TOS. Is it true? Um, look, I think Jaden Davis had a great visit to Michigan. I think him and his family really enjoyed it. His father tweeted out the picture of, uh, him, Jaden and the entire family, all smiles. Uh, Jaden was, you know, having a great time on the visit by all accounts, you know, from talking to staff sources, the visit went as well as it could have gone from talking to other recruits. I think the visit went as well as it, it could have gone, you know, from, a Michigan perspective, I think when you're a Michigan fan, every headline seems like this crazy headline because that's the team you follow, you know? Um, and I don't think the boos were very much a big deal for Jaden Davis. Jaden Davis isn't going to make his decision based off of fans booing. Like to, yeah, that's not even really going to be a factor for anybody, you know, fans boo. Like that's what they do. They're fans, right? You're a fan, you boo. I've been a fan. I've booed. I think everybody boos. Uh, it was an unfortunate situation uh, for Cade McNamara. Uh, and, and, you know, it's definitely not uh, a positive light for fans, especially with recruits like Jaden Davis in the big house. But I don't think it has any impact on the Jaden Davis recruitment. Anybody that thinks that the booing of Cade McNamara will have an impact on Jaden Davis is ridiculous. All right, let's go ahead and head over to AJ Cooper again. He says, uh, you have to talk about the edge from Ohio. Is that a serious target or will Ohio State swoop him up? So, uh, producer Matt, you're in the background. Can you pull that uh, tweet back up? Uh, so, Brian Robinson is the guy we're talking about, and that's the man in this picture, along with Jaden Davis. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that Brian Robinson's a guy that Michigan can land. I think Michigan leads coming out of the unofficial visit over the weekend. Obviously, it's still really early with him. He's a 2024. He has some other big offers. Notre Dame, Penn State are up there. He has some Southern offers, including one from Georgia. Uh, but he's been to campus a ton. You know, he, he visited a, a few times in the spring, was back on campus for a camp in the summer where he actually won the defensive line MVP. I had a chance to see Brian live this offseason at the Ray Lewis camp uh, up in the Cleveland area, and he was one of the top performers there. He actually won the leadership award. Uh, they had a two-day camp with 
Ray Lewis and they went through, you know, team meetings, drills, all types of stuff for linebackers and edge guys. And uh, again, he was named the team leader. And uh, I think that's a really impressive honor considering how many highly touted prospects were there. He definitely caught Ray Lewis's attention. And that more so speaks to the mold of what type of kid he is. He's a high character kid. Uh, he's a great interview, high academic kid, a really, really hard worker. Uh, so I think he, he fits kind of that Michigan mold. And uh, on, on top of that, there's also a connection. Uh, Brandon Collier, who some of you might, guys might know, he is the uh, founder of PPI Recruits, which is a recruiting service and database out in Europe. Uh, but Collier is actually from Ohio, and he serves as a mentor to Robinson. Michigan and Collier have a great relationship. Obviously, Michigan this cycle landed a Maricumba. Next cycle, they already have a commitment from Manuel Beagle. Uh, both Collier kids, Robinson also, again, uses Collier as a mentor. So I think that connection will help Michigan defensive line coach. Uh, Mike Elston has done a great job with Robinson, and he's the one you know running point on that relationship with Collier. So I think it was good for Brian to you know actually see a game in the big house, to hang out with other recruits like Jaden, and looks like they're having a, a good time in that tweet. Let's go ahead and go over to JR. He says, how much does JJ affect 2023 um, guys like Jalen Brown? So Jalen Brown, not a, a commit, but he is a not a commit to Michigan, uh, but he is a commit to LSU, five-star wide receiver. Uh, I think a lot of wide receiver recruits, including Jalen Brown, are going to be watching closely to see what Michigan's offense looks like, uh, especially with JJ McCarthy being such a big name. Uh, I don't think a lot of fans realize just how big of a name J.J. McCarthy was on the recruiting trail. This is a guy that was everywhere. He was always competing at different national events, national camps, seven-on-sevens. Uh, so he built a lot of relationships, and a lot of guys just had a chance to see him throw. And, you know, J.J. has that infectious, magnetic personality along with elite arm talent, and I think that'll attract wide receivers. You know, receivers want to see – a more open offense. They want to see guys that can throw the football. JJ can throw the football all over the field. I think Michigan will continue to open up the offense with JJ at the helm. And, and you know, even though JJ won't be at Michigan for a long time while these guys make it to campus, if you're a 23 or a 24, um, I do think it still helps. And, and it, it definitely helps with the perception of the offense, which has been, you know, more run heavy, maybe less opportunities for the receivers. But along with J.J., I mean, Michigan has a great wide receiver room. Uh, Ron Bellamy is a great recruiter. So I think everything's lining up there for Michigan to get more involved uh, with high-end wide receivers like Jalen Brown as we head into, uh, you know, later in the cycle. I think Jalen Brown's one to keep an eye on. I think Carmelo English, who just decommitted from Auburn, is another prospect to keep an eye on. Jaron Hamilton, who's uh, considered – an Alabama lean uh, just set an official visit with Michigan. So, yeah, I think they can get involved with more wide receivers at a high level uh, at, with the offense continuing to open up. Let's go ahead and go over to Leo Jerstein. Um, he says, do we have any true safety targets on the board left? If so, uh, how are we doing with them? Um yeah, so Michigan does not have many active safety targets, if any. I mean, there are guys that, that they're definitely monitoring, but I've been told if Michigan's going to take a safety this recruiting cycle, it has to be a guy they think um, 
is going to be a special player at the next level. And so they were really hard after Peyton Bowen, uh, who I just mentioned committed in Notre Dame, but again, likely to stay in the South. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he flips to Oklahoma or Texas A&M. So I think they're continuing to maybe evaluate guys, see if some guys pop up late. Remember last cycle, they had some highly touted DBs pop up. Uh, they landed Keon Saab late. They landed Z Barry late. So maybe a, a really highly touted prospect will pop up for that safety spot. But as of right now, you know, there isn't anybody that's really the clear guy to be the, uh, the safety in this class if they do decide to take one. Uh, Mr. Scott, four, six, seven, three. Hey, EJ, has the Robinson kid taken other visits? Because I see he's crystal balling to Michigan already. So, yeah, he's taken other visits. Um, you know, he's he's seen Penn State. I know he's seen Notre Dame. I know he's seen a few others. I know he's been to Ohio State. Um, you know, the reason I haven't put a pick in is because I'm a little wary of, of Ohio State. You know, if they do offer a Youngstown kid, how much does that really change his recruitment? I think Ohio State will be a big factor there if they do indeed extend a scholarship. So that's why I personally haven't put in a pick. But like I mentioned earlier in the show, like I mentioned over at the Wolverine.com, again, subscribe one dollar one year. Uh, I do think Michigan leads in this recruitment early on, but it is early. So we'll see how it kind of plays out. But yeah, he's made other visits. I, I think, you know, again, Michigan leads, but that Ohio State offer, as you guys know, for Ohio kids can often be detrimental to Michigan. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, let's go. Let's go ahead and go to. We have a lot of comments here, um, but not a ton of questions. Just uh, people arguing. Uh, do you know if we are targeting any linebackers for this cycle? This question comes from Jose Mireles. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, Jaden Osbury would be, you know, the guy that I think Michigan is going to make a run for who's currently committed uh, to Notre Dame. Uh, also, as I mentioned earlier in the show, he's visiting Auburn. His brother does play there, uh, so it might not be as big of news, but I think it is interesting that he's still visiting there. I think Michigan can get him on campus, make a, a late run, much like they did with Amorian Walker. Remember, um, Osbury was at the top of the linebacker board, like the very big priority guy they wanted so i do think michigan's going to try to get back in the mix there there are other a few other guys they're evaluating right now but not a ton of offers again i think that they're going to evaluate some senior film and, and kind of look at how guys are playing early in their seasons last cycle that's how they found jimmy rolder nobody knew who jimmy rolder was and all of a sudden he blew up as the uh, hottest recruit in the country and michigan was able to line land him at the linebacker spot. So I think you might see some late risers, some re-evaluations, but Osbury's the one to know for sure. Um, let's go ahead and go to Owen Pastel. He says, is Carmelo English a legit possibility? Also, is it likely we reopen the chase for Jackson Howard, Samuel Singleton, or any other summer names? So I mentioned Carmelo English earlier in the show, just decommitted from Auburn, consensus four-star wide receiver, out of the state, out of the state of Alabama, um, took an official visit to Michigan in the summer. I do think that Ron Bellamy will circle back to English. Um, I really like him. I had a chance to see English at a couple of seven-on-seven -seven events in the off-season uh, with Gas Crew Elite. Coach Steele does a great job of running that program, and English again I, I impressed me. I think he's one of the better wideouts in the country. I think he's a little 
undervalued by on three. I think Michigan could be a sleeper team in that recruitment. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how conversations go with Ron Bellamy over the next few weeks. Um, you know, I Michigan still has a, an opening for another wide receiver this cycle. They've always planned to take three and maybe even four if it's the right guy. But I think English is, is definitely talented enough to circle back to. And like I said, I do expect Michigan to do that. Uh, will Michigan open up the chase for Jackson Howard, Samuel Singleton, or any other summer names? Um, I think Jackson's pretty locked in with LSU right now, uh, but that would be something to watch. You know, I think Mike Hart's fine with his two running back takes. So I'm not sure if they'll explore a third, but with uh, Benjamin Hall not having the ideal senior year, I suppose that's possible. Um, but yeah, I think you'll see other names pop up for sure. Let's go ahead and uh, go to Daniel G, who says, updates with wide receiver recruiting other than Providence Day. So as we all know, Providence Day, home to a pair of 2024 wide receiver targets uh, in Shannon Goodwin and Jordan Ship. Uh, well, in 2023, like I mentioned, you know, Michigan is looking for another wide receiver. We touched on Carmelo English. I do want to circle back to Jaron Hamilton, who's a name I mentioned earlier in the show. Just said his official visit to Michigan for October 29th, the game against Michigan State. This is a kid we hadn't talked a lot about, um, but our Alabama writer, Joseph Hastings, was actually out to see him earlier today and tipped me off that, uh, that Michigan was back in contact. So we kind of got the scoop on that. And Hamilton uh, is definitely an intriguing guy. He's a three-star prospect across the board, uh, but Alabama is pushing for him. They would accept a commitment um, by all accounts. And so I think he's a guy that might be a little underranked. Michigan really liked him in the offseason. They brought him in for a visit. Then things kind of cooled off. But now back in touch with Bellamy, uh, coming in for an OV. You know, if Alabama lands some of their uh, other highly touted guys, then that could open things up for Michigan. So I think Hamilton is definitely a, a possibility and a guy to keep an eye on for sure. Um, I think there are some others that Michigan is still evaluating. Obviously, Nicholas Harbor wants to be an offensive player, uh, and he's at the top of the board as well. But I think you might see some more wide receiver names pop up. Michigan wants uh, kind of some size there. Uh, they would also take a speedy guy. Uh, and that's why Jalen Brown's another one to watch, you know, currently committed to LSU, but he's visited Michigan a ton. Uh, I know his father really likes the program. He has the Desmond Howard connection, you know, Michigan great, kind of serves as a, a bit of a mentor at his high school. Uh, Howard's kids actually go to the same high school as Jalen Brown. So he's definitely one to keep an eye on as well. And then in 2024, yeah, we've talked so much about, you know, Channing Goodwin, Jordan Ship. Um, those are, are kind of the guys that, that are high on the board, but, you know, just to kind of touch on some others, I really like Rico Scott, man, out of Pennsylvania, um, plays at the same school as 2025 quarterback target stone Saunders, uh, consensus four-star prospect had a chance to see him live earlier this, uh, this season against Imhotep Charter, which has a, a terrific defense headlined by Michigan linebacker commits to Maj Bridgman, and he was terrific, man. He's super explosive, really speedy kid, only 5'11", 180, but he can go. Uh, his rankings are kind of all over the place. Two, two sides have him as a three-star. One has him as a top 200 prospect, and the other one has him as a low four-star. Uh, but I, I definitely think he's a four-star guy all the way. I really, really like what he brings 
to the table. He's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. And, you know, Bellamy's been in contact. And Grant Newsom actually offered, and Newsom's doing a great job uh, as the area recruiter in the Northeast, uh, specifically in Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey. Uh, I think that he's making his impact there. And obviously, Scott being a Pennsylvania kid, I think uh, Newsom has uh, made some early waves with him. And uh, another kid that I really like is DeBron Gatling out of Atlanta. Uh, this is a kid that visited Michigan last year. He's originally from Detroit. Um, I really like what he brings to the table. He was one of the first recruit wide receiver recruits in 2024 that Ron Bellamy contacted when he switched over to coaching wide receivers. Uh, so Gatling definitely uh, another 2024 wide receiver uh, to know as well. Let's go ahead and go over to Owen 16. Not a recruiting question, but he does ask, do I think JJ can get us to the national championship? I do think that JJ is a national championship uh, caliber quarterback. I'm really excited to see what he does the rest of the season. As you guys know, it was a big JJ fan during the uh, recruiting process. And uh, I think he's going to have a terrific year. And I think he's going to lead Michigan to plenty of success, which brings us to our next JJ question. John Blaze, can JJ surpass the single season touchdown passing record this year held by Elvis Gorbach and Chad Henney? Um, this year, um, maybe. I mean, I, I definitely think it's a possibility. Obviously, he didn't get the first, you know, two games, first two full games. Obviously, he started this past game. Uh, but he hasn't played an entire game, right? So I think that it's it's definitely a possibility. I think next year, uh, JJ could definitely break that record for sure. Um, let's see uh, if we can get another question. And this one comes from Jeremy. Will Jaden be coming up for another game this year? Uh, Jaden Davis, I'm assuming, is who you're asking about. I wouldn't be surprised if Jaden Davis comes in for another visit. The flight from Charlotte to Detroit is an easy one. I believe you can just take a, a easy, cheap Delta flight there. Um, not a sponsor, but I do think that he'll be back for another game. Wouldn't be surprised if it's Penn state or Michigan state, Michigan is hosting a ton of recruits for both of those games. I, I again, wouldn't be surprised if Jaden comes, uh, back for one of those. Remember this past trip, he made it along with Channing Goodwin. Jordan ship told me he still wants to make an unofficial visit to Michigan this season. And, uh, again, I, it wouldn't be surprising to see Davis come in with ship for one of those two. Um, Let's go ahead and go back to Haven Harris. He says, with Benjamin Hall's struggles, is there a running back you think Michigan should keep an eye on besides Jeremiah Love? Um, so one guy I really, really like is Roderick Robinson. Uh, he's currently committed to UCLA. Uh, I wrote in the spring that Michigan should offer him. I saw him at the Under Armour camp in Los Angeles. He's a big uh, battering ram type of guy kind of re reminded me a little bit of uh, Hassan Haskins. He's starting to blow up a little bit more on the recruiting trail. I believe Texas A&M is bringing him in for a visit. I think he's a guy uh, that would be worth keeping an eye on uh, for sure. Yeah, we just pull up his profile here. He's a four star uh, across the board. He's six foot one, 238 pounds. So, I mean, he's a big physical kid. Um, out of San Diego, Lincoln. So he's a guy that really caught my attention this offseason. Actually, of all the running backs that I saw this offseason, I think Robinson uh, really impressed me the most outside of the elite guys, right? 
uh, like like a Mark Fletcher or guys like that. Uh, I think they could definitely circle back to Jaden Lemar, who's committed to Notre Dame. I didn't mention him when we were talking about all the Notre Dame kids. But if Michigan does go for a replacement back for Hall or decides to take a third back in this class, I think Jaden Lemar, a four-star prospect out of the Pacific Northwest, is a possibility. He visited Michigan twice before his commitment to Notre Dame. Uh, the staff has some really good ties to his trainer. Um, so I feel like there's definitely um, definitely a possibility with Jaden Lemar as well. Maybe a few others will pop up. Um, let's go ahead and go over to um, – let's see, Michael Lanspiri. Um, does Michigan look to close well? They always seem to come on late and kind of shock. Yeah, I, I think Michigan can definitely close uh, just like they did last cycle. I think that's kind of evidence uh, as to what can be uh, done moving forward. Uh, it's not some a strategy you should necessarily bank on. You shouldn't always hope for a strong close. Uh, but I think Michigan's in a position to do it. I mean, you're seeing Notre Dame struggle. They're going to lose some guys. You, you saw Scott Frost get fired. I'm sure more coaches We'll get fired here as we continue to to go throughout the course of the season. I mean, you're, you're seeing some of these programs like LSU uh, struggle with uh, with Brian Kelly not being a cultural fit there. Uh, there. There's a lot of moving parts in college football. Michigan took advantage last year. I think they can take advantage again this year. I mean, keep in mind, Michigan's going to have a strong season. They're going to probably be undefeated uh going into you know october uh, obviously the september schedule is is fairly weak um and then you know october has the big games against penn state and michigan state i don't see why michigan shouldn't win those two at home uh there's no reason michigan shouldn't be undefeated heading into ohio state uh you know late in the year and if that's the case i do think michigan's gonna have an, a strong close uh, you know recruits that are committed to some of the schools that tr struggle or have coaching changes those guys are going to be looking around and, uh, you know, you, you know, Michigan's going to, to be involved there. Uh, right now, Michigan has uh, 14 commits ranked as the number 26 recruiting class in the country. So definitely not ideal, but I do expect Michigan to uh, dramatically move up the rankings as we continue to see the uh, see the season. Um, guys, enough with the Cade booing questions. Good Lord. Nobody cares about the booze if you're a recruit. Like that's they're not made basing their decisions off the booze. Like I said, I'm going to address it one more time. So let's just bring up uh, one more of these boo comments. Look, there is no way a recruit is going to even think about booze when they're making a decision. Uh, if they're making their decision even slightly based off of booze. They're not getting good advice. Like it, it happens. It's college football. It happens in high school football. I hear it every Friday night. Like it just happens. It's an unfortunate situation. I do not condone fans booing Cade McNamara after everything he did for Michigan last season. What happens, man, is part of the game. It sucks. Um, it is what it is, though. I don't think it's going to have any bearing on recruit. This, the staff has done a phenomenal job with recruits in terms of preaching family atmosphere. I think if recruits showed up and asked Kate about the atmosphere at Michigan in regards to the team atmosphere, the, the people that matter, the coaches, the support staff, uh, the academic support, 
I think Cade would be the first one to promote Michigan to recruit. So I don't think the booze are going to have, I don't, I don't even know where that's coming from. That's literally stupid. So let's go ahead and go, um, go over to Evan. He says, do you think we will get all of the Providence day guys? If not, how many, um, that's a good question. I do think all uh, is definitely a possibility. I think Michigan leads right now for Jaden Davis. I think they lead for Channing Goodwin. I think they're right up there for Jordan Ship. And then Chris Peel's the guy we haven't talked about. Top 100 cornerback coming in for an official visit this weekend. Um, Peel is at the very top of the cornerback target board. I think it's 50-50 right now with Georgia. I know Georgia is widely considered the leader, but – Look, man, I mean, Georgia's loaded up in the defensive backfield. They've got quite a few highly touted commitments in the secondary. Michigan doesn't have any secondary commits. Um, I think they're they're uh, obviously, you know, pressing him as being the top guy, being the lone commit in this class. And you can point last year's historic secondary hall. But remember, you know, Will Johnson and Miles Pollard were considered the true corners there. The other guys were kind of flexes, like Zeke Berry was more of a nickel. Saab was more of a safety. Cody Jones uh, was more of a nickel. So I think that uh, the opportunity to come in at corner as a true corner for Chris Peel has to be appealing. And then it, it obviously helps that the Wolverines are strongly in the mix with some of his teammates. A lot of those guys are, are very, very close. Um, Brent borrows, we're getting to, uh, his question. I guess he donated $2. He he's asking me, uh, so yeah, guys, feel free to donate money. Uh, not exactly sure how you do that. I'll have to ask the producer for the next episode. Um, how are you doing today is his only question. Well, I'm doing fine. You know, a little stressed out with everything going on. Like I said, we have a, a magazine coming up. Um, and you know, that, that always kind of takes away from some of the stuff we have to do online for those that, don't subscribe to our magazine. I know old people, you know, read things that you can hold in your hand, but even younger guys can enjoy the magazine. There's a lot of cool content in there. We also offer a digital copy. So make sure if you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine magazine, not just the Wolverine, uh, make sure to, to head over. I think we uh, print 12 issues a year, including a big recruiting edition. So uh, always cool to, to get one of those. And then, like I said, I'm traveling this week, uh, tomorrow, I have a flight out of here and actually going to the uh, Michigan game this weekend. So that should be a lot of fun. Hope to meet uh, some of you guys out there. Someone actually invited me to their tailgate where they're serving filet mignon. So I will be there. Um, and then, yeah, outside of that, you know, just getting used to everything. My wife just started her PhD program. So I'm, I'm, I'm straight, man. Um, let's go ahead and answer a few more questions. Like I said, we're going to go shorter than usual. Um, so let's see if we can do rapid fire. We're just going to pull up the questions. I'm going to give a shorter answer. It won't expand too much. Any chance on JV and Tobiano, top 100 cornerback out of Texas? Very, very slim, uh, probably staying in the South. Um, Haven Harris feels like Peel and Hill right now at DB. Other than Tobiano, any other DBs to keep an eye on? Um, Roderick Pleasant would be a guy to just monitor. He's a, a non-300 prospect out of California, um, maybe Ramir Stewart out of Imhotep Charter. Just he's a teammate of Samaj Bridgman. He's a guy I haven't heard in a long time as far as uh, related to Michigan, but given that connection and, and Michigan potentially circling back to guys, uh, I think he's a name. And then Aaron Gates committed to Florida. I think he probably sticks with Florida right now, but that one's definitely not over. I won't be surprised 
if uh, you know if things change later in the cycle. Uh, what's going on with the top OL, says Michael Lanspiri. I would assume that's Nathan Afobi. I think Michigan is trending the right way. Uh, another Nicholas Harbor question. What about Nick? Uh, Carl Cordy. Uh, I think Michigan is still right up there despite you know him trending for South Carolina. Definitely by uh, the momentum from the Gamecocks, but Michigan getting them on campus for an OV September 24th. I think we'll know a lot more after that. Um, uh, also, Michael, he says, any good news on in-state recruits so not a ton more going on with in-state recruits in 2023 or really all that much for 2024 brady Prescorn, uh top 100 tight end made an unofficial visit this weekend out of rochester adams think michigan's in a good spot there uh they hosted Jalen todd uh rising new offer in the defensive backfield out of southfield at&t think michigan has the early lead there um owen brown says what about wingo i think he's referring to five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo in 2024. Uh, yeah, he's definitely been interested in Michigan. He made a visit. Uh, Notre Dame was considered the team to beat there, but obviously with their you know trash product on the field, I think that Michigan will have a chance there. Um, will we be able to flip CJ Carr? Focus is on Jaden Davis, guys. Any info changes with Mikey Matthews? He's another three-star wide receiver um, in 2023. Uh, right now, with Samaj doing really good things on the field, I'm not sure Michigan wants to add another slot, but he's uh, definitely one to, to continue to monitor. Um, let's see if there are any – wow, there were a lot of other comments. I don't know if we can go rapid fire on all of these. Let's pick one last question. Let's see who's, uh, who's going to ask for a prediction. Let's go with uh, ElkRap007. Will Michigan finish in the top 10 in the 2023 recruiting class? If I had to make a bet right now, I would say no, but I would say yes to top 15. So many moving parts with Michigan recruiting right now, obviously. I mean, it's been um, it's been kind of a whirlwind of a cycle with NIL and all the other stuff going on, the uh, chaotic offseason. Uh, but with Michigan winning on the field again, I think they'll pull some late flips. I think they'll finish kind of where where they always do in between, you know, nine and fifteen. So yeah, top ten could be possible. Um, but I would feel more comfortable betting on uh, on top fifteen. All right, guys, appreciate y'all for joining me. As always, like I said, subscribe to the Wolverine right now. One dollar one year. If you see me in the big house, make sure to say what's up. Uh, see you guys next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.